A pastor asked me about an interview with Wayne Grudem and the Quick to Listen podcast crew from Christianity Today, where Wayne talked about his newly discovered third reason for divorce, which is in abuse cases. Wayne went back into 1 Corinthians 7.15, where the phrase is, in such cases, and he went back into that phrase, and he inserted this new interpretation that heretofore was not a part of, of Christianity. And so Christianity Today, the Quick to Listen podcast crew, interviewed Wayne, and they wanted his perspective. Well, this pastor, I've done training at this pastor's church, he, his counseling team, another pastor, they wanted my perspective on this interview from Wayne Grudem. I was familiar with Wayne's new perspective. Uh, he actually wrote a paper, and he sh has shared that paper broadly back in 2019. And so this is not new material. It has been out there for a while. But I respond to folks uh, with the questions that are important to them. And within our community, no one has asked this question yet, or not in such a way as this pastor was asking me. And so what I did is I produced a video response to this pastor. I wanted to give him a thorough response, and it is a 20-minute video uh, that you're welcome to watch. In fact, in this podcast, I'm going to stop talking here in just a few moments, and it's going to transition right into the audio version of that video. And so you can listen to the complete my complete response to this pastor and his team uh, to Wayne Grudem's perspective on abuse being a third reason for divorce, according to his so-called exegesis of 1 Corinthians 7.15. And you can tell by the way that I just said that, that I do not agree with Wayne's perspective. And so I will share that in the audio version of the video that will start here in just a few moments. But before I get into the video, I do want to make three points that are important, and I don't want to repeat the information in the video. You can continue to listen to this podcast, and, and it will be a thorough response as far as my perspective is concerned. But one of the points that I want to make prior to is that a burden for a real-life tragedy does not make one qualified to work through it. Now, Wayne admits this in uh, his interview with the Quick to Listen team from Christianity Today. He is not a biblical counselor. He humbly admits this. And by the way, let me also state that I, I love Wayne Grudel. I have a lot of respect for him. I'm very familiar with his systematic, systematic theology textbook and have benefited tremendously from his work. I have no grievance with Wayne Grudel whatsoever. And I do, I do even appreciate his humility in the interview. And by the way, I have that interview linked here. And so you can listen to the Quick to Listen podcast interview with Wayne Grudel and also listen to my response if you wish. And so I have a lot of respect for Wayne Grudem, but he admits that he is not a biblical counselor. And that's why I say that a burden, a legitimate burden for a legitimate tragedy that is happening in someone's life does not make you qualified to speak into it. And I run into this often in training folks who want to be biblical counselors. It is a false continuum to say that a burden equals qualification. And there have been more than one 
people, individuals that I have trained in 25 years of doing this, where I had to tell them that you really aren't qualified to help people at this level of formalized biblical counseling. It's just not the gifting that you have. It's just not your wheelhouse. And Wayne admits this, and I do appreciate that. But what he's looking at, and he says this, and he's looking at legitimate tragedy. He's looking at abuse situation, and he wants to speak into it. And so the way that he speaks into it is by falling back to his niche, that which he is good at, which is communicating sound theology. But unfortunately, in my view, it is an overreach. And so his burden uh, clouded his judgment. And instead of exegetically reading into 1 Corinthians 17, he did so in an eisegetic way. And then number two, in this podcast here, I am not addressing how to help a person through abuse. And so this is not a practicum or protocols for working through abuse. I am doing one thing and one thing only. I'm speaking strictly to Grudem's overreach. By the way, I am Rick Thomas, and this is the Life Over Coffee podcast for those of you who are listening for the first time. Also, the title of this podcast and the episode is 372, 372. And so if you go to 372, you can find all the appropriate links, the interview with Christianity Today, the video that I produced. I also have provided here a couple of links to other folks who have responded to Grudem, and you can read their response too, and that might be beneficial uh, for you. And so this episode, 372, titled Critical Response to Grudem's New View on Abuse and Divorce, if you go to this episode, 372, on our website, you'll have a lot of internal links here that will benefit you if you want to spend some time doing a deeper dive into what Grudem uh, is talking about. And so I'm not addressing protocols and a practicum on how, how to work through abuse, but speaking strictly to what I believe is Grudem's overreach. And then the third thing that I want to say in a preliminary way is that I have pretty much stricken the word abuse from my vocabulary. I use it in a shorthand way, like I've used it several times uh, so far in this uh, podcast, because people generally understand the word, and it is a a way to uh, communicate what you believe is happening in someone's life. But when it comes to counseling abuse, I, I use a throwback word. I go old school when I look at, like, say, marriage problems where abuse is happening. I use the word sin. It is a much better word. It really is. Sin opens up all the possibilities when helping a person that another is sinning against in horrific and evil ways. In fact, we have been working through what was reported initially an abuse situation on our forums, and it is really a wonderful case study on how to work through 
one abuse situation. Remember, no two abuse situations are the same, and that's why sin is a much better word than abuse. And besides the fact that the word abuse is a creeping bracket, it has been elasticized, and people have inserted so much inside of that word that what I have said before is that people have abused the word abuse to where you don't even know what you're talking about anymore when somebody says abuse. And so when Sarah came to our uh, ministry asking about abuse, we walked her through it. And of course, the way it began as an abuse situation turned out quite differently. And I do have a link here uh, to that discussion on our forum. If you want to watch it, you can find it in episode 372. All right. The audio is going to change a little bit, but here's my response to the pastor about Grudem. A pastor asked me if I would share my perspective on Wayne Grudem's new view about divorce and abuse. In 2019, Wayne presented a paper where he uh, let the body of Christ know that he had discovered a new category for abuse. Historically, he believed that there were only two reasons for abuse, which is what the church has also believed traditionally. Those reasons are in cases of desertion, it's a possibility that you could get a divorce. Also, in cases of adultery, there's a possibility you can get a divorce. In an interview that Wayne did with the Quick to Listen podcast crew from Christianity Today, he began. He explained a little more, a more personal basis, about why he came to this new discovery and why it is possible uh, to get a divorce in, a ca- in, in cases of abuse. Well, this pastor listened to this interview and he sent it to me and asked me my opinion, and so I want to share that now. If you want to listen to the interview from Christianity Today, the Quick to Listen podcast series, you're welcome to do that. I will put a link to it in the description of this video. Before I get into my rebuttal of Wayne Grudem's position, I do want to share a few things, and one of those is is that I love Wayne Grudem. I believe that he is a humble man. The body of Christ has benefited tremendously from his work for many decades now, and I am one of the beneficiaries of Wayne Grudem's understanding and application of God's Word. I love his ST book, and I've used it for a number of years now. Also, other work that he has done, and again, I have benefited tremendously from him. I believe he's a humble man, that he truly loves God, and he wants to do that which is right. Also, uh, I want you to to understand the context or the source material uh, for this interview that he has. Christianity Today, at best, is a quasi-Christian organization. They have changed dramatically from what they were when Billy Graham started the organization many years ago. They are a left-leaning, progressive, ideological, woke organization for the most part. I do not recommend them. I do not recommend the organization or the materials that they put out. They may, there may be some good things that you can find, but it's really just unnecessary because there's so much wonderful biblical material all over the internet. And so Christianity Today in my view, should not be a go-to resource for anyone. And the reason it's important to understand the source material for this interview and the context of the interview is because there is no refutation of what Wayne is saying. 
uh, Mark Galley, uh, it is alleged, he's one of the interviewers, that he has renounced the faith. And then Morgan Lee, they believe in what Wayne is saying. And so if you were to listen to this interview without any biblical stops or w without any theological hesitancy, you could be swept away. You could be swept away emotionally or perhaps you're like Wayne, uh, have a very good heart and you see abuse happening uh, in the church or maybe you have been abused or you're working with someone who is in an abusive situation and you have a genuine desire to want to help them. And if you listen to this podcast without biblical discernment, uh, this podcast from Quick to Listen without biblical discernment, you could come uh, to, I think, what would eventually just complicate an abuse situation. Now, it's important that you hear this. I am not talking in this video about how to handle abuse. That's not my point here. I have written a lot of material. I have done podcasts. I have done full-form webinars on working through abuse, working through victim victimology. And so we have a lot of content on our website about abuse, and you can access that freely. Our resources are free to you. But please understand, I am not talking about how to work through an abuse situation. I am merely responding, making one point and one point only. It's not about mishandling abuse. It's about mishandling the Word of God, which I believe Wayne Grudem has done in this instance. Now, if you want to read more material other than watching this video, I do have two articles that are linked here that will give you a, another perspective on what Wayne is presenting in his interview with Christianity Today. You may not agree with the writers of these two articles in totality, uh, but I, I would just appeal to you to listen to this video and read those two articles and then ask God to help you to understand God, to understand his word so that you can make appropriate biblical application. All right, so Wayne in the interview, he talked about two particular things that happened in sequence uh, that caused him to come to this new discovery in God's Word. The first thing that happened was a theological instinct began to grow inside of him. Now, he said that theological instinct happened because of a specific abuse situation that he was familiar with, and then also other abuse situations that he had learned about. And as he thought about these people who are legitimately suffering, uh, he began to have doubts about uh, 1 Corinthians 7.15. And so it was a theological instinct that began to grow inside of him. And so out of that new instinct that was growing inside of him, he developed a, a, a different presupposition that caused him to interpret Scripture differently. A presupposition is like a pair of glasses. Let's say that the lenses of, this, of my glasses were blue, then everything that I see, everything that I hear, everything that I read, everything that I participate in will have that interpretive filter. It will filter how I think about everything else on the other side of these lenses. If my lenses were rose-colored, then I would interpret and see life in a rose-colored kind of way. And so because of this theological instinct that Wayne said was growing inside of him of how to help these people, then he went back into God's word with that presupposition and he said, quote, that he found new evidence that nobody else had ever discovered. In 2,000 years of the church and hundreds and hundreds of brilliant minds that have looked at 1 Corinthians 7, 15, 
Wayne saw it in a new way, but it's important that you understand the reason he saw it that way is because of a legitimate burden that he had for people who are being abused. And he was so burdened by that that it began to create a new presupposition. And with that presupposition, he went into God's word. An analogy of that, which you have probably heard, it is a preacher with an idea, and then he goes into scripture to support his idea, and that's called eisegesis, and I believe in Wayne's case that he is eisegetically interpreting 1 Corinthians 7.15, specifically the phrase, in such cases. And so as he looked at that in the Greek, he realized that there's no other instance of this in the Bible. And so what he did is he went outside of God's word to see other instances where people had used that Greek phraseology. And then he took what they meant by it and he poured it into what Paul meant by it in 1 Corinthians 7.15. And he found 52 of those phrases in extra-biblical sources. Now, it would be like me reading a phrase in the Bible, not understanding it, and there's no other usage of it in the Bible, and so I go and, and look for how somebody else used it in the culture. And let's say that I find a, a song by Bob Dylan where he uses that phrase, and so I take what, Paul, uh, what Bob meant by that phrase, and then I map it over what Paul meant, and then I come up with a new interpretation. That is what Wayne Grudem did, and he admits this in this interview. I'm saying it differently than he said it, but he admits conceptually this is his hermeneutic, and this is how he came to this this newly discovered information. I call it the Grudem presuppositional cycle. There are five sequential points to it, and so you can follow it this way. He had an emotional presupposition, meaning he looked out on uh, certain situations and he saw people who were legitimately hurting. This pastor that asked me about my view of, of Wayne's interview, well, he's the same way. He loves people like Wayne does. He wants to help people like Wayne does. And so he had an this theological instinct which built a presuppositional emotional interpretive filter and now with that new presupposition which by the way that's key that's why he found newly discovered information you can't find newly discovered information i mean any other way without changing how you interpret scripture and his presupposition created uh, his eisegesis and so he had an emotional presupposition number two He went in search of evidence. Of course, he went outside of Scripture, part of his search, and found 52 instances of in such cases. And then number three, the information was acquired. And then number four, he changed his mind based on that information. And then number five, it affirmed the presupposition. And so I call that the Grudem presuppositional cycle. I have a presupposition. I look for evidence, I acquire the evidence, I change my mind, and of course it affirms my presupposition. Now that is, hermeneutically, that is a, a poor way to come to such a, a radical conclusion that, that many people are, are really, uh, they, they will be reacting to that and, and they will be mishandling God's word Uh, very similarly to what Wayne is communicating here. And and again, I just have to repeat that I I want you to understand, I am not talking about shutting down 
uh, not working through abuse. I'm just I'm talking about mishandling God's word. If a person is being abused, you want to be relentless. Never give up. You want to see it all the way through the end. You want to do all the discovery, all the due diligence. You want to get a team of people together. You want to biblically work through this and never leave an abused person alone. But what we cannot do is is begin to take Scripture and twist it to something that we want it to mean so that we can give them an unbiblical out when there is another way to process through this. But Wayne did that, and hermeneutically, it is not wise. There are, there are many hermeneutical principles. Hermeneutics is really just the science of Bible interpretation. For example, comparing Scripture with Scripture is, is one hermeneutical principle. Uh, interpreting Scripture within the context of the sentence that it's written in, the paragraph it's written in, the passage, the book that it's written in, and you keep moving out in those hermeneutical circles to bring an interpretation. And when you do that, you can actually find a clear teaching of what Paul is saying in 1 Corinthians 15. And so there is a way to work through abuse situations without mishandling or adding to God's word. Now, I have written extensively on abuse, and I will put some uh, links uh, that will lead you in a good direction. And of course, if you want to talk to us about any situation, like this pastor, he's asking a, a legitimate question because he wants to know. We would love to serve you and help you because I am I am very much... Uh, I'm very much in favor of helping people who are abused, and, and I really just hate what I see in all the abuse that's going on in some marriages. I've been counseling for multiple decades. I've been exposed to it for so long, but there is a way of working through it, and I do not believe that we have to discover new, previously uh, unknown uh interpretations of God's word the way Wayne has done here. We don't have to mishandle God's word because ultimately uh, that will cause you to mishandle those abused cases that you really have a genuine concern about. Now, admittedly, Wayne said he's not a counselor. And I think that's part of the problem here. He is a theologian with no counselor experience. And so he's trying to do soul care over here. But the only way that he can do it a legitimate burden is by changing God's word. And so he created that new presupposition. He came to a new conclusion, and that is his way of counseling. But that really just complicates a serious counseling problem to satiate your own burden for uh, hurting souls. Grudem went on to talk about how spouses need protection and that they can now get that protection through divorce. I agree with him partially 100%. Spouses need protection, but spouses' protection cannot be from misinterpreting God's word. And what you will see or what you will hear in this interview is what I call a creeping bracket. It's like the Overton window. It's an elasticized growing or creeping of this word abuse. Much of the interview was about pragmatics, not about sound exegesis. And what Grudem did is he opened the door sloppily uh, in a way to where he then began in the interview to insert all kinds of so-called abuse, mental abuse, verbal abuse, emotional abuse, and other things that would qualify or that would fit in Paul's, in what has become now Paul's elasticized phrase in such cases. And you'll hear that in the interview. There's another uh, 
people that many people are familiar with as far as do, working with abuse situations, and that is Chris Moles. He also eisegetically interpreted 1 Corinthians 7.15, and though he said that he disagrees with Grudel's position, he gets to the same place of saying that Paul was given an out for uh, divorce in abuse situations, again, even though he disagrees uh, with Grudel. He too eisegetically, and, 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 and really just astounding, Chris admitted it, uh, that that Paul is not saying this, that he's reading into it. I wrote an article about Chris Moses' position on 1 Corinthians seven fifteen. I was just flabbergasted that uh, not only he w- would admit that what he's doing is reading into Scripture, but he would create this third category, uh, which is what w- Wayne Grudem did. Now, I have no doubt that these men are sincere. I have no doubt that they have a burden to solve a legitimate contagion that is happening in the local church, not to mention what's going on culturally, but within the body of Christ. I have no doubt about their sincerity, but again, they have mishandled God's word. One of the interviewers with Mark Galley was Morgan Lee, and she did bring up how much Grudem was affected by abuse cases, and she asked him to talk about these personal accounts. He went on to talk about the horribleness of what he knew, of what he was aware of, and he said that he could not believe that God wanted a person to suffer. Now, I want you to hear me clearly here. Abuse is wrong. Abuse is evil. But to say that you cannot believe that God wants someone to suffer, that's an astounding statement because you can't even casually read God's word and see uh, that God ordained suffering in people's lives. I mean, the gospel, the very gospel itself is a man dying on a tree. And as Isaiah said in 53.12 or 53.10, it pleased the father to bruise him. We also see the story of Joseph uh, and also the story of Job. Two stories that you are familiar with where it is obviously that God was permitting uh, abuse or suffering in those situations. And to, to say that I can't believe that God wants a person to suffer, that has no boundaries. And that is really an unfortunate statement to make. And I don't want you to hear that a person should stay in suffering and should not seek a way of escape. But again, there's a biblical way to do it without twisting scripture to give a person uh, that out. And again, that's what uh, Grudem did uh, with 1 Corinthians 7.15. And then Morgan Lee also said that some Christian women believe in a narrow view of divorce, which keeps them in a horrible marriage. I think that's true. Uh, I, I think that people, uh, I, I think that People, some people in an abuse situation have a narrow view of divorce, but that narrow view of divorce is not creating a third category. What she does is she creates a straw man. Horrible abuse situations mean we must reinterpret the Bible. Responding to abuse by saying divorce through improper exegesis is not the correct way. The presuppositional problem that I mentioned and also the pragmatism in this interview comes out loud and clear. Wayne talked about how some women have responded in tears when they have met him personally and they talked about his change of mind. 
That brings affirmation to the presupposition. He also went on to talk about pastors who see value in this new interpretation of divorce. That too also brings affirmation to the presupposition. And so the church now is leaning into pragmatism to where we want these results in these situations, even if we have to twist God's word in order to get to it. I realize that some people who are watching this video, they're going to hear the door forever slam on truly abusive marriages. If that is your understanding of what I'm saying, then you're misunderstanding what I'm saying, and I'm not being as clear as I need to be. And so I'm trying to be extremely careful in communicating my response to Grudem's view. Rejecting Grudem's poor exegesis does not equate to leaving folks in abusive situations. There is a way to handle abuse. And I have created a lot of content on our website that you can find. It is free to you. And you're welcome to access these resources. We have articles, we have podcasts, we have uh, webinars as well. We also have interactive forums where you can come to our ministry freely. There is no catch. There's no charge. There's no hook. We just want to help you. That's the main thing. What we can't do is get in conversations on social media platforms because we have so many of them and we don't have the staff to be able to track all of these and get into long-form conversations. I don't want you to fall through the cracks. I want to serve you. Our team wants to serve you. And so there is a way to funnel all of your concerns, whatever they are, or the questions that you may have. What you do is you funnel them to our forums and you will not fall through the cracks. In almost 14 years of doing ministry, no one ever has fallen through the cracks. We don't leave anyone behind. We will stay with you, but we have one place where we can interact with you. And so if you have questions about this video, if you want to discuss it, or if you have questions about anything else or concerns, whatever they are, come to our ministry freely and share your concerns on our community forums, and we would love to serve you. I'm responding to a pastor who asked the question, how would you respond to Wayne Grudem's interview with Christianity Today, the Quick to Listen podcast, where now he has presented a third category for divorce? Thank you so much for watching the video. You have been listening to Life Over Coffee with Rick Thomas. If you have a question for Rick, you can let him know by sending him a note through his website, rickthomas.net. That's rickthomas.net. Thanks for listening. Enjoy your coffee.